0: Welcome to the brand new Adidas UK podcast to celebrate the launch of the new ex-ghosted boot. We're talking to some of the players that will be wearing the boot this season. And once again, I'm joined by Jermaine Genius. How are you doing, mate? All's good, mate. All's good. But no Erin Cuthbert today. She's doing just a minor thing of playing for her country in the UEFA Women's Championship qualifiers. So good luck to Erin. And I mean, if you're going to pick an excuse as to why he can't be on the pod, yeah. playing for your country is not a bad one, is it?
1: No, it, it just about trumps the old, uh, <laughs> just I've got to breath. turn up and do the podcast. Yeah, just about.
0: She's just nipped ahead. head. Um, so today we're speaking to Tarek Lamptey. We just finished recording with him. And Jermaine, as soon as we came off, mm. we both were just like, oh my God, what a lovely kid. What a lovely young guy.
1: Just really impressive young man all round. Um, you know, I, I look at players like him and you know, I know within the game of football when we, I'm still talking to players that are involved, ex-players, the level of respect for him is very high. And it's high because he has made some bold decisions already within his career. Could have sat very comfortable at Chelsea, top football club and, you know, played the whole, I'm going to fight for my place when he really knew it was going to be a long road. Um, and he's decided to go out there, picked a great club. And he's, you know, you, you can tell he's got that hunger and desire, but that humble nature about himself to go and achieve great things in a game. And I believe he will.
0: Yeah, and uh, he speaks so well and the the pod just covers so much. So enough from me. Let's mm. get into the thick of it and hear from the main man, Tarek Lampty. Lamptey. So, mate, firstly, thank you so much for sitting down with us. I'm aware that uh, on your day off, there are a million things as a young professional that you need to be doing, but you've chosen to spend <laughs> your time with us. So, um, thank you so much for for getting involved with us. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. So, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jermaine tee you up with our usual starter. We're throwing this on you, so no pressure. <laughs>
1: oh, right. So, usually, Terry, we um, you know on kind of radio or whether it's television, we usually kind of do the whole spiel of. Uh, I don't know, kind of talking through what you've done in your life so far, kind of who you are, where you've come from, but we've decided that it would be much more fun if you did it yourself. So what we're looking for is like a 60-second like a kind of like, it's like a footballing CV of you telling yeah. me kind of who you are, how you've got to where you are today, and, you know, basically just tell us how good you are. That's essentially <laughs> it. That's essentially it, you know. So right. you tell me when you're ready. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, 60 ready. seconds on the clock 60 seconds, Six seconds. That's a bit longer huh? uh,
1: This is this is some good <laughs> training for life
2: and the football Trust me Yeah <laughs> Right, you ready? Yeah Let's go, now right. Hi, my name's Tariq Lampty. I play for Brighton and Hove Albion. I'm originally from West London A place called Northolt. I started off my football journey at the under-9s in Chelsea And I recently left there in last January
0: to play for this brilliant club in Brighton. Terry, mate, you you are the, the best that we've had so far. You got that so succinct, <laughs> but I feel that you have massively undersold massively.
1: yourself. Massively? I'm sorry, that was not 60 seconds. I'm, I'm yeah, like, know, what, what was that, 35? <laughs> <laughs> that was like 30 like, seconds, Terry. And how, the, you, you must have won like four youth cups while you was at Chelsea or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, one of the we've
2: had. Oh, there you go! You won-
1: did you just say you want a quadruple? Yeah, one season. Oh quadruple. my, this is what I'm talking about.
0: Tariq, you're killing me! You lifted a quadruple. He's out too your humble. CV.
1: He's too humble. He's He's, he, he's too humble. Like, I, do get, I do. I like that. I like that. Wow, that is special.
0: So look, I mean, we've got we've got to sort of almost break this down from from the beginning. Let's let's start from the very beginning. What what age did you say that you joined Chelsea? Um, so I joined Chelsea
2: as an under nine, but I originally started um the sevens where. I was playing at a local tournament in Warren Farm where I played, for, I played for Larkspur and then at the end of the game, the scout just came up to my dad and said, "We want to see a bit more of him and can you come to the development centre at Chelsea? And at that point, you're just worried about playing football, just having fun with your friends. So you don't, you don't think too much of it. Mm. And then two years down the line, I signed for Chelsea in under-9s. What, what, what position did you used to play? At that age, when you were a kid, I used, I used to play everywhere. Yeah, like, I just used to get the ball from deep and just start running. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, like, so you could put me up front, and if someone's going to go through and go and score, I'll run eat. the whole length of the pitch back and tackle them. <laughs> so, yeah. so were you
0: always were you always lightning? Were you always incredibly pacey? Yeah, I would like to say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you know, so, like um, when you went to Chelsea at nine years of age, uh, at what, yeah. uh, what stage did they kind of like start develop develop you and put you kind of into a position? Because obviously I, I've been in that situation. I, I started as a centre forward, then I went into midfield for a bit. I did a year at centre back when I was like sixteen, when I was like mm-hmm. my first year at YTS, and it obviously helped you become well rounded. Where did you start, yeah. and you know,
2: to kind of where you are like in your position now? Um, I think I started that right wing, Yeah, then I moved around quite a bit because they're they're really good with helping you develop your all round game. So like throughout the ages, I went from centre mid to right wing mm. to right back. So I played in a variety of positions, both sides of the pitch. So like yeah.
0: Do you do you have that feeling when you get asked to to join a club like Chelsea at that young age? Are You aware of how special that is? Or are you just oh this is cool this is like fun that I'm getting to play with other amazing players at, at this kind of period of time?
2: Yeah, I think when you're when you're there, you just you just try to enjoy every moment of it because you don't there's no pressure or anything on you. You just have to go with the flow. Really, at that young age you, you look at you you watch like the professionals on TV and you think yeah I want to get there I want to be like that one day and then when you get given the chance in the under nine you just think oh I'm here I'm just trying to. Enjoy it and soak as soak as much as I can
1: up. Yeah, you know what I have to say, Ben. I'm taking myself back to when I was like nine at Forest, and you know one of the things that kind of when I look back on now, like you are kind of constantly on trial, but I never knew that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were they were quite good at hiding the fact that you know every year. It, I don't know. Your parents kind of went into a room with you, and it was like, "Yeah, he, he can come back next year." Type thing. I was just like, "I'm just playing football." Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was just yeah, I'm enjoying it. But what, what I wanted to know, Terry, who, who was in your group at Chelsea? Kind of, from, was there any that you know, like when you got there at nine, that went yeah. all the way to like youth team level? Was there many of you? Or um, I think there was about
2: five, five of us. That's a That's lot started from the
1: nines, Yeah, that is a lot from nine years of age. Telling you, who, who was, were they? It's...
2: Um, there was a week with Jonathan Russell um, Jonathan Panzo, okay. um, Callum obviously Callum was in the doy touch out at the moment
1: yeah
2: um, Marcel Lavinia so you had a few you're in great company there yeah some quality yeah, and,
0: players you must have had a hell of a team at youth level yeah well, I mean you exactly. won a quadruple tell us about that
2: yeah I think under eighteen level of our first season with Jody Morrison Ed Brand we came into pre-season and um, we're just doing everything. We're running so much. We're working so hard in training. It was just, it was just a really good season. We we won the quadruple, and we won the youth cup, which was my first first mm. year playing in it. And like it was an incredible feeling because you're winning trophies with people that you've grew up with and you've come up with along the ages. So it's like a fantastic feeling. You're playing football, doing what you love, and winning trophies with your friends. So like, there's no better feeling really. What was Jody like for you, Terry? He was he was a really good coach for me because he gets the best out of you. He he makes sure that you're on your A game every day in mm. training, in games, and like he knows what you're good at. So if you're not doing it, he makes sure that he pushes you. And like I really enjoyed working under him. I learned a lot because obviously he was a he was a really good player as well. Yeah, and he gave his he brought a lot of experience to us. I've, I've always wondered that with Jody, like because he's he, Jody was a technical player. Like Jody
1: was a baller in midfield. Like you know yeah. the tricks, the turns, and he was he was a player. And I always wondered kind of what he would be like as a manager. He's obviously, Frank's number two now. Was he kind of like hard with it as well when he needed to be, or was it like just amazing training
2: sessions that made that Chelsea team so good? Um, I think he did both sides really well. Like he knew when to, if you weren't doing it, to like kick you up the arse, but also like When you were doing it, put his arm around you and say, "Well yeah. done." And in training, like every day, it was it's so intense and just get the best out of you. Always working on ways, always trying to find ways to improve. Mm. Always having meetings on like how your last match was and what you did right and what you did wrong. And I was always doing extras after training, and I enjoyed it, I nice. it a lot. Of them,
0: I was yeah. just going to say, what were you like as a as a trainer? Are you someone that likes to get your head down and and, and put the work in? And um, because obviously footballers can range, you get some people that absolutely love training. And and playing the games is just an extension. Who's right? that then? Others, name right?
1: names. Name names, Ben. Who, who do you know? Who do you know? Who don't <laughs> yeah, name want
0: to train? Name you, you, sta-
1: you can't come out of statements like that to two footballers. Name names. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Sorry, I'm only joking. You, <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe <finish> that. No. <laughs> I'll, let I'll let you off. So,
0: are you putting? The, are you putting that extra work in? Just just to give you that extra edge. It's just to yeah. give you that extra chance of making it.
2: I think like for me, it starts like, way before that level from a young age. Like I've always just tried to have the drive and determination and I have like a fantastic family around me where like, I was privileged that like before school sometimes my dad will take me downstairs and we will have a little training session just before school just to make sure that I'm getting the extra hours in so that when I actually get on the training pitch like, I, can, I can show that because like you said, like Jermaine said, we're always getting judged but you didn't know that. Mm. So whatever you did to get you the extra mile like you had to do it, and I think that just carried up the whole way because I'm always looking for ways to improve and better myself.
0: That's such a fascinating thing to hear from from the outside. As someone that's never played it at that level, you would not you would naturally assume that the whole way through it's almost feel like you're being put to the test. But the fact that you're almost kind of like you're kind of not coasting, but you're just going hmm. through the. The, the years is, without ever knowing that the whole yeah. time your career is is on trial.
1: Yeah, there there is a point. There is a point in the Terek. I mean, like, from my point of view, when we got to like, uh, I, I remember when uh, secondary school. So I was about probably fourteen, I think, and that's when my manager started to then push me. He'd like turn up to training and he'd be like, "Right, you're going with the 17s. Today, or, or on Saturday. So all of a sudden, they like testing you in different ways. So it wasn't so much, our oh, end of the year, see how you get on. It was like, right, we're going to go and put in with the full-time team. See how he survives at that level. And then push him on again into, oh, come and join this training session. See how and it was just every now and again, you just had to just, you know, I don't know, just have that aura or that confidence about yourself to be able to deal with those moments. And for you, Tariq, actually, I mean, I was at Forest. And I'll be honest with you, like I always... I always felt at Forest, I was like, I'm gonna make it here. Like I I I knew I was a good player at a young age, and I was like, I'm it, I have to do something really bad to not make it at this football club at this time. But you at Chelsea, I mean, you've got the whole, you know, international world stars in front of you. You know, it must have been hard to maintain your focus to really, like, really push and, and believe you was gonna get your debut at some point. Um, I think, like
2: I said when just the realization kicks in when, like, you're with your friends at under nine levels, and then the next season, the next couple of seasons, like, you're thinking you come back at the start of the season, and you're thinking, oh, where's, where's he? Where's he gone? Yeah. And then you start seeing to yourself, like, oh, this is real now, and you have to just start like putting in the work. For me, my parents right. didn't put like any pressure on me to, to make sure I, I did what I had to do. Just had to enjoy it and keep, keep having fun, which is the main thing. But then, like as you get older, like mean said. You start to realise you're getting closer and closer, and you do any little bit to give you the extra edge. And there's so many, there's so many fantastic players. Like mm-hmm. they always used to remind us that we're not only like competing with the players that are like next to you. There's so many other boys in the world that want to come and try and take your spot. So, like you always had to be on your A game. And for me, it, like I wasn't the biggest at that young age, so there was a lot of things that I had to do extra to make sure that I could like, make up for that. Make up for that, really?
0: Yeah. How do you make up for the fact that you're not uh, not the tallest guy in the world, as a as a fellow man that's under six foot? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm just going to leave
2: you two it's... to talk. I'm just going to let you two talk. Nah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, like, I I'd, I always had the mentality that I didn't care what whatever size I am. It doesn't matter how big or how small you are. Mm. That doesn't determine whether you can you make it as a footballer. Like if you do the the side that. The dirty side where you, you make tackles, you run extra you you're good you have the ability as long as you have the ability and you have the hard work and the drive it doesn't matter what size you are
1: you know i I had um experiences of players that I played with throughout my youth level, whether it was of England or with Forest, who were like you know man mountains coming through and you'll always hear the stories that you know they neglect a big part of their game where they're that big and you know, that is the technical element, uh, maybe the work ethic as well, because the game comes easier to them. I was so skinny, like beyond skinny when I was a player, like to the point where we used to play games. It's even when I was in the first team, by the way, at Forest, I used to play games on the Saturday. On the Sunday, my manager used to make me come in and do a whole gym session underneath like the Trent end at Forest. I used to be under there, like pushing weights and doing leg weights and everything <laughs> just to kind of build me up. But that is like... You know, I'm thinking about like Jermaine Defoe, for example. He was like he had this, this other thing about him. He was solid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he might have been yeah. small, but you couldn't get near the guy because he was just yeah. he was a solid. And you've got a lot of that about your game. When I watch you play, Terry, it's like when you're running, it's not just your speed. There's like yeah. the balance and that ability to just ride tackles. Like I don't know if you can coach that. That sounds it's weird, but it's just something you've obviously developed.
2: Yeah, to be fair, I I always enjoyed playing against bigger players because I, yeah. I just see it like, oh yeah, you're you're bigger. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you that <laughs> I can play as well, really. So yeah, like, I I loved it. I actually loved it.
1: You can tell.
0: So Tarek, I know for players that their debuts are massively special days, and I know that Erin wanted to ask you about yours. So here she is.
1: Hey Tarek, so my debut for Chelsea was pretty special. I made my debut for Chelsea at the same stadium, Town, a year on from when I played against Chelsea with Glasgow City in the Champions League last thirty-two. So it was quite a big significance for me. So talk us through your Chelsea debut. Did you think you were going to get any game time at that point?
2: Yeah, so basically I think it started two days before. It was we on a Christmas break and at the time I was at 23s. So I just I did a little bit of work to keep keep my fitness up, obviously jogging and going to the gym. But then like you just on your Christmas break, you want to eat as much turkey as you can, really. So yeah, just enjoying the food, and the food's pretty good at my house as well. So just enjoying that. Then two days before, I was, I was out with my friends, just out walking around doing some shopping, and then I got a text from one of the first team coaches saying, "We need you in for training tomorrow, and just in case, bring your stuff to travel." To Arsenal, and like you're, it's, it's like a moment where you're looking at your phone, like, like wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's what it <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, I was waiting for the. Ah, oh, don't worry, I'm joking. But yeah. Yeah. So then, the next day, I've just I have rushed down to the training ground, and I've trained with the team, and then after the game, um, Jody's just like to me, "See what you're travelling? I was like, yeah. Like it's a moment that you've waited for your whole life. You know, it's 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 surreal to put into words, especially. Playing against Arsenal at the Emirates. And then on the day, the way the, the way the things were going, we were one year down in the first half and you're just sitting on the bench, you're itching to get on and try and help the team make an impact. And then my, my chance came. Um, manager just said to me, like, go on there and do what, do what you've been doing. Like we, we trust in you. You should just, just go and express yourself, really. So then I, uh, yeah, I got on the pitch and it was just an amazing feeling. You go from watching it on TV to, against people like Aubameyang, it's just surreal. But in the moment, like I just felt like I was so ready and ready Mm. to work so hard. I just wanted to try and help the team and impact the game. And we ended up turning the game around and it was a really special moment for me at the end where we're celebrating with the players and the fans. And it's a moment I remember for for my whole life.
1: Incredible. Incredible.
2: Who, Who was the manager? Was it Conte? Uh, no Lampard, Lampard. Was it
1: lamps that gave it to you? I mean that that yeah. makes that makes sense completely. Do you know what I mean? I think that's one big thing with um, with having kind of Frank and and, and Jody obviously by their side. Yeah. That must be so nice for all of you players at youth level to know. Actually, we genuinely got a chance now. We have got a manager that believes in us, and I know an assistant manager that knows what we can do as well.
2: Yeah, Jody had me from a youth level, so yeah, he
1: knew what my capabilities
2: were, and he he always believed in
1: me. So you know, um. What you said earlier about, like, uh, you didn't want to expose the players that, um, that, that maybe don't train as hard. You know, <laughs> another, another really good, I think, fact for a lot of young players that might be listening to this, right? If you're going to get your debut, if you're pressing and pushing to get your debut, I guarantee it's going to come around Christmas. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I make my full-time debut. And I had the same situation. I was like, I'm sat at home, like, and the house phone rang. My mum picked it up and was like, oh, Jermaine, you got to come in, like, same thing. You got training tomorrow, yeah, and then it was like, and also you're in the squ- you're in the squad. Didn't wait from in the squad, so you're starting. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, about to go out with my boys, the other, like in a couple yeah. of days. But you know, come Christmas time, those experienced pros are thinking, mm, I fancy a bit of turkey, like you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're suddenly feeling a bit of a niggle. Yeah, a little a bit of a tight
1: hamstring, up. tight calf. <laughs> <laughs> Those youngsters are gonna get their debuts, trust me.
0: I've got to ask you, how did you find the firstly the, the pace of the game? Because it must have been frightening coming into something that was moving that quickly. Um and secondly, who did you end up marking that day? Who did they put you on? Um,
2: so yeah, like, you're playing against some of the best players in the world, in the best the best league in the world. So like, I was just grateful to get the opportunity. And then when I came on, I was playing against um Aubameyang. And the first thing that happened was they tried to play in a free ball. And I remember it coming, it just bounced and it just skidded up. And I've I've seen him running on my shoulder and I'm thinking to myself, just stay calm, stay calm, just, <laughs> just the ball down. And yeah, just from there, like that gave me the confidence to just move forward. And I think I had a, a really good game. You know what is amazing,
1: Ben, about like those types of moments there is, you know, like for your debuts or whatever, if you're on the bench at, somewhere like the Emirates um, I fortunately wasn't at any time because of my Tottenham allegiances I always start so, <laughs> but the thing is when you watch games right at that level and you're sat there against a team like Arsenal the, the game whatever you're watching as a fan like times it by 10 it is it's rapid and especially yeah. like for Tariq I'm guessing you were sat there going because you're analysing what's going to happen if you come on the pitch aren't you you're not like, yeah, exactly. you're not watching a game of football he's sat there going right a Yang does this, he does that, he's he's looking good, or he's he's yeah. he's quicker than I thought he was. All these things are coming into your head. So that yeah. first moment you talk about, like, it's so much bigger, in it, than people think. Yeah. That first, like, oh, on my chest, ah, calm. Yeah. I'm in, I'm yeah. in now, I'm in this world, and everything else has kind of vanished all of a sudden. Is
0: that what yeah, happens? Exactly. You you sort of play that first pass and then you're suddenly just like I think like it started from like, the first pass, obviously, and the touchline.
2: As soon as you come on, you just feel like you're in a different bubble. Mm. You don't. You're not. You're not. You're not really aware of the noise around you. You just focus fully, focus on the game and trying to turn the game on and just help the, help the team come back because obviously you're playing with some fantastic players, so you know mm. you're always going to get get a chance. And they helped me a lot. So yeah. Did he try and run
1: you at any stage, Terry? Because obviously, like nobody really knows you at this point. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, who's this yeah. youngster who's coming into the game? Did he? he must have looked at, you at one point. And thought, hang on a minute, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him to the line.
2: I think there was one There was one opportunity for him to take me on the line but we, we defended well we got good numbers back so it was, it was good uh, you mean you just uh, you just uh, burnt I him want... you burnt him just tell, him, just we... tell me you burnt him <laughs> no. that's all I want to hear <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a world class player but Yeah, no he is he was, is He
0: is. So, so for people that don't know how did the game end?
2: Um, we won the game 2-1 wow that's well,
0: a, so that's you've come best. on your 1-0 down yeah that must have made you feel like 10 feet tall <laughs> yeah, it
2: was a it was a surreal feeling. It was a amazing, amazing game. Like, it's just a proud moment for me and my family and like I said, one that I won't forget. Ben, do you remember do
1: you remember how you felt oh. like last week when West Ham came back from 3 uh, 3-0 down to win 3-3? <laughs> it's the yeah. polar opposite feeling of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That, yeah. was, that was horrendous. Yeah. So I can imagine so, if it's going the other way, it must be dreamy. Yeah.
1: There's only one thing that makes that whole situation worse, right? And is it if it's one, you're one of the players that comes onto the pitch? Yeah. <laughs> if you're coming on at 3 yeah. 0 and it gets to 3 3, you're like, oh no, yeah, maybe I've, <laughs> I've, played, I've played a little part in that. Do you know what I mean? It's happened to me before, it happens to us all. You know, you just move on
0: dying out on that one mate it was, it was you that did it you turned it around when you came on you need to tell us as well off the back of that you then have like a, a whirlwind month right yeah yeah. you must have been thinking at that point well okay like, is this my chance to, to settle into the first team
2: Um. yeah I think the way I am I'm just I'm a really ambitious boy so I don't really like I look at things and I, I enjoy it in the moment but like, the next day I'm looking to to see what I did I need to improve on and how I can stay at that level and keep progressing really. So I'm always looking for the chance to like, get another opportunity and play again. So I'm, that moment made me like, even more hungry just to, I had a taste of it and like, I wasn't
0: going to let it go. So so then tell us about the, the next few weeks because it, it's not too long later that you're you're moving to Brighton, right?
2: Yeah, so I, mean, I think I had uh, the next, next game was Brighton away, one heel off and I was on the bench, I didn't come on. And then we played the cup game and then I think after that it was a January window and I just like sat down with like, the coaches and then family members, agents and just thought about what, what was the best for me because like, it was a really tough decision. Being at a club since the age of nine, work going up throughout, like, throughout the whole system and then making your first team debut like the way I did as well. It's just like everything happened so quickly and I was just so happy. But then I had to look at Where I would get the most football and where I could take my game to the next level. And it wasn't an easy decision. Like I thought about it every day, but then the the, the opportunity came to, came for me to come to Brighton, which is a fantastic club with a a really good plan for for the team and they're moving in the right direction. And they have like terrific coaches and players here. So the move made, the move made a lot of sense and I'm really happy to be here.
0: Were there, were there any other teams at the time that you, that were sort of around you? Was it a decision between multiple options? Because I can imagine that must be really difficult when you then have to consider that you've been at a, a club for ten years as well. Yeah,
2: there was there was quite a few options to go to, but like I sat down with my family and talked about where where would be best for me and where could help me develop, and I thought Brighton would be the best the best club for me.
1: I suppose, I don't know if we're kind of like digging more and more into this, but like, why Brighton? Like, I mean, I know Paul Barber really well from my time at Spurs, and I know how he thinks, and that he's, he's a very forward thinking man, and, and his involvement in the football club, Graham Potter. I experienced a little bit of what he was doing at Mitchelland in the Europa League, and then obviously to Swansea, and he's always been a very open and forward thinker if you kind of delve into some of the things that he's done as a manager. Um, what kind of, what exactly was it that made you go, no? Nah, Forget that. I want to go to Brighton.
2: Um, I think when you when you speak to them, you they start to explain to you what where they see you, what levels they think you can go to, mm. and as a player, it's important to to know that the club has a plan for you because like you can. It's, it's easy to just like sit back and try and wait for things to to happen for you, but if you can try and go out and make stuff happen for yourself, then I think that's that's also a good move because. Like they explained to me, they have a really good plan and where they want to get to. And then obviously the manager is a fantastic manager and has a, a good track record of working with young players and developing them. And I looked at it and I thought, yeah, this is a project that I really want to be part of. And like when you have like people behind me that I have, it, it makes you push yourself and think, where could you, where could I see myself in a few years time? Mm. And I thought coming to Brighton was the perfect move for me.
0: Tarek, I know you're you're only at the beginning of, of your career, but we want to know now that the moments that you've had so far where you've been faster than anyone and better than anyone, you've had that feeling on the pitch, like where you've, um, if there was fans in the stadium, you would have brought the whole stadium to its feet. And we started going through your kind of back catalogue of stuff you've already achieved. And there's been some amazing moments. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about, some of your best moments today. Has there been any moments on the pitch where you've burnt past people and you just thought that was special? Um,
2: probably my debut for Brighton
0: playing against away to
2: Leicester wow. where I've got the ball and I've skipped past a few players and I've drawn the foul of I've, I've skipped past a few other players and then crossed it into the box. And then there was also a one v one moment as well. So like there was a, there's quite a few in that game.
1: You hurt a few people at Newcastle as well. When you went to St James's Park, my old place. You tore <laughs> you tore that place up. I remember thinking, "Wow, <laughs> this kid is not slowing down." Like Thank you, <laughs> you, you, come, you come across certain players who, like, are rapid, but they got like a couple of bursts, and they're like, "No, no, no, no!" Like, get the ball over the other side. Like, I need five minutes to, to, to recharge. <laughs> You're just yeah. like constant, rapid, just keep going, keep going. I mean, it's not just pace; it's fitness as well. You've got. Yeah, that's that's just
2: the way I play. I'm always working on my fitness off the pitch and on the training pitch, just to make sure that when it comes game time, 90 plus minutes, I'm, I'm still running. Hmm. And I think that's just a theme with me throughout the whole the whole process from under-9s to the level I am now. Like, when you're so used to doing extras that it kind of just sticks with you. And, like, yeah. You're going to have to start saying something.
1: Sorry, Ben. You, you, like, you're going to have to get a little phrase. you know, like when you just fly by someone like so a little, <laughs> little wink, like a little, exactly. little piece, like a little rear view, yeah, you know, like, rear view mirror. That one, as you go by you've got to check out the rear view mirror. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> you, you got to do one of
1: them, mate. Oh. Yeah, to, you've had,
0: some, you've had <laughs> some standouts already by the sounds of things then. But there's a couple in particular that we wanted to pick out because you've used your pace to win penalties a couple of times and the people that you've gone past to win them, and I'm thinking particularly some Maximan and Bruno Fernandez, are not bad people to win a penalty off, are they? Mm. Particularly Sam Maximan. he's not slow himself.
2: No, they're, they're fantastic players, and I'm privileged to be having the opportunity to play against them. And yeah, just whatever helps the team, really, I just, just try to do it. When I when I get on the pitch, I I give the players a lot of respect, but I think once you, it's you against your opponent, opponent, everything else goes out the window. You just have to try and get the best of them. And the way I play, I play, I like to think I'm fearless and not, don't really care who I'm playing up
0: against. For the every man like me that will never know this feeling, just tell me what it's like when you nip on the inside of Bruno Fernandes and you know that he's going to have to run across you like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know, just, just, it just happens so quickly that one minute you can see that. He's just edging towards the ball and you think that nah, I, can, I can get here, I can get here faster. So then you just put, your, put yourself in front, really. And then I was looking for a goal, to be fair, but then he yeah. hit me. So I just thought, yeah, got, no go <laughs> Yeah. Have, it.
1: You lo- have you noticed the change yet, Terry? Because obviously, I think when you're brand new and people kind of like are not aware of your attributes and how good you actually are, um, they get themselves into bad positions and with you, that would probably be too tight, you know, and, and not protecting the space in behind them. Have you started to notice a difference as kind of the games go on that maybe teams are highlighting you at Brighton as a big problem, the same way they do with, you know, other top right backs like your friend Rhys James and, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold? Because it's a position now, which is, you know, it's one of the most prominent positions on a football pitch, I'd say.
2: Yeah, I think since, definitely since I started, uh, like I said, I was new. No one really knew too much about me, so I had a lot more freedom. But the last few games, I feel like, yeah, there has been a bit more of a, mm. of a plan. But I enjoy that kind of stuff. So just, just have to. It's a part of the game, a part of me. Me learning. I'm still young, so I have to find ways around that. But yeah, I'm happy. And as at Brighton, we have a lot of other fantastic players that can produce moments of quality. So if if they're too focused on me, someone else will just do something. So yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've. I've played with some of, and I've spoke to a lot of some of the best centre-backs or like defenders in world football, right? You know, people like Rio, John Terry, you know very well. And they all tell me the same thing. There's one thing you can't defend in football, and it's just pace. You can't defend speed. So they can plan for it, mate. But stopping it's another thing. So just keep (laughs) going. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) Jermaine, did you enjoy, did you prefer being at the beginning when people didn't know about you? And you got that little bit more leeway. Was it? Is it more fun it, at that point?
1: It was easier. But there's, there's, there's other reasons why it's easier. Like, I came onto the scene quite quick. So for me, um, you know, I was 18 when I went to Newcastle. And at the time, it was like a British record fee that I went for. So there was no hiding place. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, even if people kind of go, we don't really, we haven't really seen enough of him. There was enough people going, hang on a minute, why are they spending that much money on him? He must, he must be up to something. Um, and then, yeah, I think, obviously, I've, I won Young Player of the Year the following year. And then after that, it started to get a lot harder. And that's just about maintaining standards. That's kind of like what Delhi's going through now at Spurs. He's kind of reached a level which is so high and people forget he's only 24 years old, and you're going to have these moments where you, you know, and Tariq's going to go through the same thing. He's he's come on, and everyone's like, wow, this player is unbelievable, and they, and they build you up and build you up. And it's like when we're speaking to Juan uh, Mata the other day, he basically was saying, look, you got with social media now, the moments are so high, but then the lows are like through the floor. All the memes that are flying around, and it's difficult for young players now. And that's what you know, Tariq's got to go through and just manage is you know good for you Terry honestly to listen to that uh, that podcast yeah. that one that Mata yeah. did you know he was he was really impressive wasn't he Ben in terms of how we spoke about the young players and what they've how they should view the game and how level-headed you seem to have a really level head anyway, but he was very yeah, good at, at, at that so it'd be worth listening uh, to what one had to
2: say uh, as a young player like, it's, it's important not to get caught up too much in what people are saying because like you said there's highs and there's lows and for me I'm blessed that Have fantastic people around me, my mum, my dad, Mm. friends that I can pick up the phone and talk to whenever, and and they keep me grounded because, like football, everything happens so quickly, and you can't you can't listen to to what people are saying too much. Obviously, it's, it's good, and you you feel blessed when everything's going well, but you just have to try and keep maintain your standards and just keep my I just keep my head down and keep focused really because I just want to help the team and play as many games as possible.
0: Let's talk about the future then, Tarek, because you've had an amazing start and I'm really keen to know what comes next for you. And so is Erin. So here she is with another question.
1: For me, Tarek, playing for Scotland is the biggest honour and was something that I had dreamed of since I was a little girl. The feeling of pulling my country's shirt on and hearing the anthem before the game is so special. You've obviously experienced that in the youth setups with England, but are you now looking to take the next step in your career and make your full England debut? For the
2: moment, I'm just focused on trying to improve myself and keep learning each game as it comes but then further down the line you have to just think about like you want to achieve the most that you can achieve in your game whether that be winning as many trophies as possible playing as many games playing at the highest level club and international so yeah we'll, we'll see yeah, you know what Ben a good
0: ben, position but... didn't you I was going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was about to say he's
1: running really into the exact same problem I had like in the early 2000s when I looked and I was like right Gerard, skulls, Beckham Lampard, <laughs> uh, there was Nicky Butt, Kieran Dyer, Hargreaves, Hargreaves Carrick. <laughs> it was like, yeah, cool. Like this is going to be tough, but it's doable. and That is how you yeah. got to look at it. I mean, you are, you know, one of the best prospects in the country right now. So Thank you. it's definitely um, achievable for you. Can you play left bando, just in case?
2: <laughs> 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 Wherever they want me to play. I can play
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. You got that, mate. Don't worry. It has to be one of your Friendship. goals, though. It has to be, you know, you've achieved so much, but playing for England, it's got to be one of your goals.
2: Yeah, of course. I have, I'm blessed that I have um, two great options. So, mm. whatever, like I said, I have to keep playing well for the club and then the rest will take care of itself. But like I said, just keep backing your ability and the sky's the limit,
0: really. What's the plan for Brighton in this season? Where, where do you see the club going and what do you think you guys can achieve?
2: Um, I think we have a really good group of players and there's a lot of competition for places as, as well as some great coaches and, and a great manager. So we can achieve a lot this season if we keep putting together the good performances that we've been putting in. We've been unlucky in a few of the games, but mm. I think that comes as the season goes on. We're playing really good, attractive football and the wins will come. But yeah, I'm just happy that I've I found another another home, another family in Brighton because the players are really lovely there and they're a talented group of players so hopefully we can keep improving and the wins will come this season.
0: One thing I've got to ask you so Wan Mata wouldn't tell us what his personal targets were so I'm interested to know do you have individual targets that you set yourself and do you have individual uh, goals that you have in sort of in view?
2: Yeah I think it's important to have like goals and try and put stuff into perspective and yeah I'm not going to tell you <laughs> <laughs> man not I was going to
1: stop you anyway like you can't uh, for no. me I mean it was always when I was at Forest um, in particular especially like in the youth team our manager used to literally bring us in first day of the year and he would just give you a bit of paper and he'd say come back in an hour I want you to write down what you want to achieve this year and then at the end of the year he'd, just, he'd all been like a safe and he just one by one would go in and it would be like I don't know, for me, like at that time, it was like, I don't know, I want to score 10 goals. I was like a holding midfield player. I want to score 10 goals. I want to um, push on to maybe play some reserve team football, get myself in the England under 18 team, you know. And then the next year it was like, right, I want to play first team football and, you know, I want to make my debut. And, And it was always like that. And then I think as I got older, I just kind of, I set myself mental goals. And I do think writing it down and putting it somewhere is a good thing though, because it kind yeah. of you, you can't get away from it. Then it's like when you do it in your mind, it's you kind of you might say, "Oh, I want to get ten goals," and with three games to go, you're like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> I got six; it was all right." Yeah. But it's like, no, you didn't achieve your goal, and that is, yeah. um, I, I think, it's very good to do that. But it's those types of things, really. You know, goals, even like appearances. As you're a young player, I you want to get so many first team appearances. Um, you know, it's just that type of uh, thing, I would say, Ben, that you, you'd put on there.
0: Do you now sort of see yourself improving more quickly because of the fact that you're getting more game time, because we're seeing you appear more in the Premier League? Do you feel like that's enhancing the speed that you can grow at?
2: Yeah, I think definitely, because um, the main way that you can improve is playing games. And when you're playing against some of the best players in the world week in, week out, you can, it only helps to raise your game and to keep learning from people and to keep improving. Yeah, yeah it definitely, definitely
0: speeds it up. This time, uh, let's, let's fly on to our final section. So the last bit is called Fast is Too Slow. And we're mm. going to be putting your knowledge of your speed to the test, Herrick, against Jermaine, who actually, what we've, what we've seen over the course of this series is that basically his FIFA stats have backed his speed the whole way. I mean, I always thought oh, okay. you were quick, but your FIFA stats have, have sort of made you out as like, very.
2: Like, I think, I think uh, someone uh, has to have a word
1: of FIFA. I, <laughs> got I, got I I was one of those undercover, low-key, fast players. Trust me. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like couldn't get going. But then once I got going, like, yeah. yeah, I was, I was. Trust me. That's the players I played with. I was quick. I was quick.
0: So what um, we? Gonna- <laughs> <they'll say, yeah. laughs> so what we're gonna do, Tarek? First, thing I'm gonna ask you: Do you know your speed rating on on FIFA? Yeah, I
2: think it's something like 83. Just. Ah,
1: like- oh, that's why you're upset. Oh, get yeah. It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someone needs to have words. So. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm upset. So, uh, also, yeah. I'd really enjoy when players say, oh, I, th- "I think it's yeah, yeah, no, yeah." It's yeah, like yeah, You yeah, literally yeah, yeah. got it burned onto the back of your of course eyelids. They have. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's like, it's
1: like their screensaver on their phone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so, Tariq. Firstly, let's um, let's just see whether you can tell whether you're quicker or slower than on FIFA Jamie Vardy. I'll test Jermaine as well.
1: Oh. Who's going first? Tarek or me?
0: So Tarek, you can go first. Faster or slower than Jamie Vardy. Slower.
1: mean? Yeah, I, I would say slower based on the fact that I think FIFA sometimes like this is Vardy's been in the game longer, hasn't he? And yeah. he is quick, so I think they would naturally give Vardy a higher stat. And I'd say, What are you, Tarek? eighty three? something so, like yeah,
0: that you're 82 on, oh wow on, oh, oh my god it's even gone down it's gone down <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: impossible
0: <laughs> I,
1: was so, like, awesome. I, I, I reckon Vardy would be like 85 or something yeah. like 86 so yeah I'm going to go quicker Vardy as
0: so well. so Vardy's coming in sharp Vardy's coming at 88 so you both get that yeah, right yeah, yeah. next up Danny Welbeck what do you reckon Tarek mm. I would love to say
2: faster but with feels, I'm, I'm not even sure so
1: What, you're fast is what you're saying on FIFA? Yeah. Yeah, okay, go on.
2: Back it, man. What's wrong with you? Back it. Nah, I know if it was on the pitch, then yeah. I'll go first. I'm going to back
1: it. I'm going to say Tarek's stats are higher than Danny Welbeck's, definitely, for
2: speed.
0: Tarek, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I'm saying higher.
0: Yeah, it is. So Danny Welbeck comes in at 76. So one on the board for you. Um, Okay, Ben Mendy. Oh,
1: Tough one, that. Yeah, but he's 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 like a juggernaut type speed though. He's he's not he's not like Tariq's R- rapid, Rangy. powerful. He's not Tariq's like a running back. You know those ones you just, just hand it off, just just <laughs> go through like boom, 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 boom. Just, you can't stop him. Um, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'm gonna say slower.
0: Okay,
1: Jermaine. Nah, I I I still think Tariq's gonna be quicker.
0: Spot on. So Jermaine takes a lead. you are faster. <sighs> yeah. Do you know what you just remind me of there, Jermaine? You know, you, with the NFL, they'll often do yeah. like the, the the combine beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I've watched one speed. before. They're unbelievable. It's incredible. Ta- I wondered, have you ever had your speed tested? Do you know your your speed over 100 meters or over 60 meters?
2: Not over 100 meters. I know that I mm. hit like 37. I'm
0: not sure what that is, but yeah, 37.
2: <laughs> do, you <In> <laughs> do you see first? what he did there?
0: 37 kilometers an hour. Yeah, something like that.
1: Ben, this Jeez. is another one of those moments about, like, you know why he said he do, they don't know their FIFA stats? That was another moment there. He was about to go, and I, I, don't I
2: don't think I've go. hit like
1: 37.6, knowing full well he's done it. Like, that's sure. I'm lightning, not, not mate. 37
0: kilometers an hour.
1: Yeah. That's insane. But- but at the Combine, I think they only do like 20-yard dashes and stuff like that. But that's where you would He's kill it, sure, bro. Like, you, it. You've 100% got a career as a running, a running back after football if you want it. Trust me. Like, just think
0: that's, where, that. that's where the yeah. future is. The, well, the big, I was going to say, sure. yeah, the hits are big. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're seriously big.
0: Okay, Right, right the big one on now. Tarek Lamptey or Max Ahrens? Who's quicker?
1: Ooh, that is a big one. Who's going first? You choose, Ben. Who's going first?
0: Go
1: on, Jermaine, you go first. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm inclined to think it's exactly the same, but I'm going to go with Tarix quicker than Max Arons. Yeah, I think I think so.
0: Tariq. Who do you reckon's quicker in real life? First, I'll back myself. Definitely. I've, I've definitely. never Love met.
1: That. I've never met a speed merchant that has not backed himself. Trust yeah, me. you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you say I'll back it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly that. So who is it then?
0: So it is Tarek Lamptey. One point ahead of Max Aron's. Good win, that. That's a really good win in in that battle for the right-backs, but (laughs) bear that in mind. To be fair, he's a good friend
2: of mine, so I'll I'll be letting him know about that one later as well. (laughs) So so to be fair, your numbers are not terrible. Like,
1: you're quicker than Mendy, you're quicker than Max Aaron's. No, I'm still not, happy. I'm still not well, happy. I wonder what Kyle Walker is. I bet Kyle Walker's like 80 yeah. something. like 89 or yeah, 90 or something. But
0: He's he's rapid. Yeah, um, he's rapid. The big so question is. You could take though, him in real life?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'll back myself. There we go. Yes, that's all <laughs> I wanted to. I'll still back myself. We need to make
0: these races happen. <laughs> oh, we need to mate. make this a, a <laughs> reality. Really the best
1: ever, wouldn't we? we the best. Jermaine. Yeah, he's, he's
0: insanely quick
2: though. Yeah, there he is. He is. Quick.
0: Is Tarek Lamptey faster than 2006 Jermaine Genus?
1: 2006. Ooh. I'm trying to think. I would, I would, I would, ooh, 2006. I had some pace, you know, Ben. I, I, I yeah, told pace. you. I could, I could, I could <laughs> lie it ill, I'm telling you. I, I'm, I'm going to back myself. I'm going to back myself on this one. I'm going to say <laughs> I, I, I must have been 84, 85 around that time, surely.
0: Tarek, what do you reckon? This is Jermaine in his prime. He's got, He's similar to Mendy, that juggernaut speed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gazelle, yeah, Gazelle gonna, type speed.
0: Gazelle, sorry, Gazelle. <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> I think
2: I'll probably go with Jermaine as well, yeah. He's such a uh, good guest. G- what's happened? Such a Suddenly good
0: guest. Such a great guest. You've <laughs> come again. Yeah. Yeah. You have to give it a
1: Jermaine? Have Exactly. To. Have to.
0: Jermaine with 84. You were spot on, Jermaine. Yeah. You weren't lying. People always remember their stats. I'm telling
1: you, mate. I'm not, I don't, we don't so mess about. We don't mess about. Yeah. We know our stats.
0: so good Um, look Tarrant it's been such a pleasure sitting down with you mate we've really really enjoyed it and Mm. um, honestly the success that you're having on the pitch is clearly so much down to the work that you've you've put in so far and and fingers crossed it continues long to the future and it's not too long before we're seeing you still in that right back slot for England Mm. thank you very much appreciate
1: it keep your foot down mate keep going love it thank you very much nice one pal
0: You've been listening to the Adidas X podcast with original music by Safari Youth. This series is produced by 90min and see here content.